I'm still trying to figure out what the topic of this show was. Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of Grumpy Old Benz. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of Chirac where it's freezing cold, the snow is coming, and I have more audio processing power than any sane man should have. And from America's frozen winter wonderland left coast where I should probably watch what I say, I'm Ryan Bimrose. Hey, you got a little snow there in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, a couple couple weeks ago we had uh, a show with sir Mathieu where he was talking about the east coast being in a blizzard and i being the kind of person who would grouse about things was grousing about having only had fog and rain and we weren't getting any winter and and i went back and i made i listened to the episode where i made the fatal mistake of saying hey can you send some of that winter weather here because we're not getting winter well, guess was- what but it's more fun because you got it right after coming back from Hawaii. So there's yeah, really nothing like that. Yeah, it's it's actually the second time that I have returned from Hawaii where uh, it is it, it, at the airport. The airport, of course, is at sea level. The, the nice thing is where I was staying was probably about 2,200 feet up in the air, which means it's cooler and gets better breeze. The airport is right at sea level where it is... 78 degrees and about 140 percent humidity and so i don't think you understand math i know i i just don't think that the weather in hawaii understands math that's possible so yeah uh this is the second time it's happened where you're you get on the plane and you are sticky from sweat and i'm in you know my aloha shirt which if if you if you ask rhino he's met me in person um, I wear an Aloha shirt everywhere. It doesn't have to be Hawaii. It just happens to be that I fit in when I'm in Hawaii. But that and shorts and and uh, they call it slippers, which everybody else calls either sandals or or uh, thongs, which not that kind. Get your head out of the gutter. It's the ones for your feet. Yeah, feet thongs. Um, yes, and you just make sure that you don't get them wedged too far in your foot crack. But anyway. <laughs> They're not good for walking in snow. <laughs> They're not good for walking. Well, that too. But I, 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 I but think anyways, you spent yeah, more so, time when not walking in a hammock. So you're, you're dressed for the tropics and and dealing with, of course, you know, we already went over uh, all of my, you know, what I've come to expect from airports. And, and let me tell you, the, the airport in Kona is uh, much smaller than SeaTac, but has, uh, they make up for it by being a lot more obnoxious in their uh their procedures but that's okay but did you get felt up yeah a little bit nice so that was uh, yeah so that was at least some compensation like a big hawaiian man did but he yeah. at least say aloha before he grabbed so you the get jewels? on the plane and the plane of course is is full of hot sweaty people so it stays really warm for a while and then you arrive at the other end and you step out and it's 11 degrees Fair that sounds nice, nice. <laughs> uh now we expected it so this time i actually had the foresight to bring a pair of sweatpants that i could put over but it, you know for the poor people who did not expect this and had to wait for their checked bags 
before they could change into warmer clothes. Um, yeah, well, you'll know better next time, bitches. It was a little bit chilly, but yeah, welcome yeah. back. I mean, this is two episodes in a row that you weren't here, but there was a Bemrose at least on one. Two, two episodes in two days. <laughs> Larry filled in for you on the other. Well, the Larry one was the regular episode, but your brother, Tony, really wanted to come in and explain how you were wrong. And basically what he gave us was a commercial for the cable TV franchises. I don't know, but it was uh, that. Yeah. It's um, interesting. Well, yeah, it, I, I actually applaud that because it's nice to have somebody giving native ads on this show that isn't you. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do. There's some products I like. We'll be talking about this new audio interface, I'm sure. Uh, once of course we, uh, we will. Once we, we hear about the, the fun of Hawaii. And I'm, I know you listened to the two episodes. So it was a little surreal for you to have a grumpy old Ben's going on where your complaining wasn't heard by anybody else. No. No, not when you're drinking Mai Tais at seven in the morning. They're, everything was good. You were in the troll room at noagendastream.com, where we have our usual trolls in there again today. Thanks for showing up while we do the show live Fridays, 11 a.m., which is why even though your brother wanted to do an episode, he has a real job, and he said he was trying to get the day off. That just showed me yeah. how committed he was. Well, and apparently, our I didn't know this until the he mentioned it on the show that morning. Uh, but apparently because he, you know, he can't really do the show when he's watching his kids. So our friend came over. Uh, now, our friend lives in uh, the Tri-Cities, Washington, which is all the way across the state. It's like a six hour drive in the winter <laughs> over mountain passes to come over here, visit for the weekend and watch the kids while Tony was on the show. This is some commitment. He wanted to get the information out. And JC Jr. in the troll room. I didn't say podcasting's not a real job. It just has much better hours. And you can work in your pajamas or nude, as Sir Bemrose often does during the show, which is why it, it, the camera it does thing. have many characteristics of a real job. For example, um, I should be working uh to prepare for the show and uh and also it doesn't pay nearly enough. Yet. You need to grow an audience. It takes a while. I mean, Adam and John, it took probably, what, five years or so. I think uh, if I remember the lore of the show correctly until Adam left the other gig and went into this full time. So, yeah, it's not something you flip a switch and go, hey, I'm going to be a lucrative money making podcaster in just 20 or 30 episodes. It doesn't happen. It's not well, an easy thing but to it do. It should. Well, it should. I mean, it, the, the problem, again, is Sturgeon's Law, as you've often said, which podcasting now is just overloaded with the amount of shows out there. And the, the guys like us and No Agenda, I mean, they don't help these the airline pilot guy. The shows that go two to three hours, I get it. We're taking up a lot of your time. Yeah. yeah. And we appreciate Grumpy it. Ben's with Larry. Right. Well, Larry, he's a fun guy to talk to. And he... uh it was nice to talk to him where you weren't interrupting me or interrupting him. I mean, he gets grumpy old Ben's. I mean, if you're not listening to Larry's show, you should be that Larry show dot com. But you noticed right in the show, the first like three minutes right after I introduced him, he's like, oh, so if I'm filling in for Ryan, what do I have to uh, interrupt you like every 45 seconds or uh, or what? So, I mean, he, he knows the formula. Of grumpy well, he, old he Benz. was looking for pointers afterward. And, and like I mentioned, then. <laughs> Um, I, I don't feel like there was nearly enough interrupting because it uh, honestly, it detracts from the show. If you let Darren talk for too long, then he starts doing random thoughts right. and 
and then he starts doing native ads and you just have to i mean you got to clip that snip that in the bud right away so larry could have definitely done with some more interrupting um larry was i mean i'm not sure anybody can reach bemrose level of grumpiness but but he did a good job there uh what i really liked was uh larry had some fantastic uh unhinged ranting especially when he went off uh with his you know how people introduce themselves like when when somebody says you know well as a transgendered uh penisless white <laughs> woman hater i you know right anybody who says as a and larry i mean it was good it was it was some quality stuff in there yeah his, his interview with mcafee is interesting and obviously mcafee's doing a lot of podcasts maybe we need to get on that train now that we have the capabilities to do so but before we talk about that i want to know your reaction to the tony bemrose slash bemlet episode which i used his suggestion for the show title which we just dropped yesterday which angered him of course which like you said just means he's a bemrose because i wanted to space it out we had larry on friday i mean larry's a draw larry is mr velvet america's dad so that episode dropped on friday we did the episode with your brother on saturday so i'm like okay I don't want to drop this immediately because a lot of people, when you have two podcasts come out, they might just listen to the most recent one. So what I figured was I would spread them out a little bit. I was thinking I'd release it on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I just simply forgot to do so. So I guess that angered Bemlet. We released that yesterday. But as far as the content goes, the show was called Ryan Was Wrong or Ryan Is Wrong. And I don't know. I didn't really hear too much proof of that and I, it, it pains me well, to say that because there there isn't <laughs> you, you can't prove something that ain't true i mean your brother had some very interesting points on the no, state no, of what, television what, he had, you know, what my brother did he and don't don't get me wrong i find him to be very entertaining to listen to and laugh at uh but what what my brother did was he came and he told a bunch of a very embarrassing anecdotes and made me sound like a violent sociopath by only telling about all of the times when I I may have allegedly used violence to do what big brothers do, which is put the little shit in his place. Okay, what was your thinking? If you can walk me through the one thing I thought was hilarious and interesting was you beating him up if he wouldn't learn <laughs> algebra. <laughs> I mean, what was so important about algebra? that year little brother who was like four or five years behind where he should have been i mean that's he shouldn't have had algebra in his life for four or five years if 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 you can't understand why algebra would be that important then then i can't teach you <laughs> i mean we hear you are a math genius so we can we can understand that you wanted you just were like hey i can understand this why can't you and if he didn't try you beat the crap out of him which obviously i guess set him off on a career path to be a salesman no it it <laughs> yeah well that i regret <laughs> hey. it's with with him it was never a matter of he couldn't get it it was a matter of his priorities needed to be rearranged so that he he understood that what was important to me should needed to be important to him too that's understandable and fletcher in the troll room says both of you need to be on together it's been requested of me to set them up on a night and really i can just kind of be the ringleader um, the guy that just kind of uh, maybe calls fouls every now and then, but otherwise sits back and listens to a Ryan and Tony. And strikes. Right. Uh, Ryan and Tony, uh, um, I don't even know what you call it. It would be, I guess, a verbal cage match that you guys want to do on a night 
so it'll be a uh, it'll be a drinking thing you know not coffee we're talking maybe with with your new hardware it seems like you should just be able to record our xbox live conversations which are exactly that yeah really we can in the uh that is the beauty of this, and I'm still just scratching the surface, and I know I'm a little bit uh, OCD and uh, anal when it comes to the audio stuff. And this device, the way you can do all the routing, I've got it working right now, but I don't have it working in the prettiest manner that would look the best, and I know it could be done better, so I'll probably just start from scratch again. But once you learn it, it's not that hard of a thing to do. It is... Uh, it is just the ultimate in being able to route different sources to different places. So for a podcaster, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that out of the box, almost no audio interface that you plug into your computer will allow you to do a real-time Skype call that you could record and then restream back live on any of these services. It just doesn't happen. Mackie just... Uh, you know, their, their stuff's great. That's what I had been using. The Motu, Mark of the Unicorn, they just released some fairly cheap boxes that would do that. The M2 and the M4, which gives you a simple loopback feature. But uh, this box that I have now, it's the one that the podfather Adam Curry uses. So it tells you it's the number one choice for a reason. And uh, Mark Von Dyke, the ultimate Void Zero podcast, he uses this as well. Although I, neither one of them is using it quite to its uh, quite to its capabilities yet, I found on one website only one. This is this is one of these devices that's so expensive that most podcasters are never going to use it. You know, I like to do some other audio recording as well. There was there was somebody in the uh, No Agenda Social that asked or in, on Twitter for a basic suggestion to get a podcasting rig that wouldn't break the bank. And a couple people were like, oh, go to podfathergear.com. And I'm like, okay, they said not break the bank. These, uh, this gear costs money. It, it does cost some serious cash. But with that said, this device now will let us do things as we are now taking the voice over IP call and streaming it live on the no agenda stream. You have, you know, as Adam does with John, you have a compressor on your voice. You have an EQ on your voice. You've never sounded better. Let me just tell you that, Sir Bemrose. You've never sounded better live. Well, that'll, that I agree with. And the, the ultimate thing is you can actually have multiple devices running at the same time. So just before the show, Sir Bemrose and I tested out a Skype call test. You know, the lady. And he, he raged at her, too. It was great. That... Doing a, oh, I, I, I call her names <laughs> to do a Skype. Uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting for my mail to come in, says, uh, we're sorry. I know we don't have you don't yet have a Skype account, but you're deplatformed anyway. Right. They'll just think you're me. So that's the problem that my account will get uh, will get pulled. But we did the test. We did a Skype call test while on Zencaster in which voice over IPs you're using doesn't really make a difference. But we proved the point that we could connect two of those together, which means we have the ability to um, live connect to hog store. Oh, what? Yes. Sorry. Well, one, we could live connect to hog story at the same time. That also means we could take calls with you on one voice over IP. And then we can, you know, say if I've got you, I know you don't want to do Skype. So we're going to test mumble, but I can have you on the line. We could be doing our podcast 
and it was very much like nick the rat we can open up the google voice phone lines but of course nick's just on his own i mean i know dame bemrose you, you is know always exactly nobody is asking for that not yet but now that they know that they can call in live and get ryan bemrose to answer their tech questions and overall just their their life questions yes yes you you yes we now have the capability for people to call in live and be berated by the grumpy old bens in real time so somebody calls asking for you know a real life advice and you just tell them why they're stupid i mean i get it yes that could be a yes, segment it's it's like the tech guy except that i'm slightly helpful that would be uh that was well we have the number fletcher but it's not on right now i mean we barely got bemrose on the line but we'll be testing that out Feel free to call the number and I will go ahead and totally miss your call. It would be, it's a voicemail number. So of course, just like hog story, you could leave your voicemail at any time, except see, I can never remember the hog story number and I can never remember Nick, the rat's number, but our number two zero one four eight four one. Yeah. Well, see, you've called it one too many times. Our number's easy. Four eighty four grumpy four eight oh four grumpy. Can't forget it. It's in your head already. You're going to know it. Four eight oh four grumpy. You can call it and leave any questions you may have. Would it be safe to characterize your acquisition of this new piece of equipment as uh, you are giddy? Yes, I I am for a variety of reasons. One, it is my third audio interface. The first one being the focus, uh, the Scarlet from uh, Focusrite. And that was an utter nightmare with Windows clicks, pops, crack. Um, so and there were, there were multiple random thoughts that I had recorded, even without trying to push it to do anything crazy where the end result was unusable audio. And there's nothing that'll piss a podcast or anybody recording audio more than having audio that is just screwed up from the beginning. So that it's still sitting here. I really should sell that. I guess it works really well on uh, Mac, maybe not so well on windows. Then I moved up to the Mackie and I really enjoyed the Mackie interface because I was thinking that I could do this stuff, everything that I wanted to do with the audio. If I just learned voice meter potato and downloaded all the voice meter stuff. And to a certain point, the voice meter stuff works well, but it has limitations to doing the kind of stuff that I would like to do, which again is having a co-host like you doing a show and one voice over IP and then be able to take calls on something else. So that way you kind of leave the two separate worlds unique. Uh, the one biggest problem with Zencaster as we noticed when doing the new year's Eve show. And I know I still need to get that put out. I may need Fletcher's tape on that just to patch the little area because it was such a long show. Yeah. Wait, you mean the, the little area where he fell asleep and passed out of the microphone? Well, yeah, but he left it running. So it's still the recorder was running but the show was so long that the recording from mix the software that we use to push everything out to the stream which is all we were using to record when the one flak file got to be three whatever gig whatever that limitation was it had to go and start another one there was a brief little area i missed so that those kind of things will happen which is why you need multiple recorders running at all times just to make sure everything's working but with Zencaster or any of these things. If you have two or three or four extra hosts on a Skype call, you don't have any control over the individual volume, something we've noticed, especially in Zencaster. 
You have no control. So if there's crosstalk or something like that, where the way I have this set up now with one Skype and one other voice over IP, whatever it is, all three people talking would have their own channel strip, all their own settings. And I didn't know this. You can't do this in Mac, I guess. But with Skype, I mean, you need multiple Skype accounts, but Windows will actually allow you with the right command to launch two, three, or four Skype windows that you can then basically use to do a three or four or five person podcast and have everybody on their own channel. And once everybody's on their own channel, you have complete control of everything. You can mute those people like Ryan when they get out of control. And it, uh, it just takes a little bit of setting up because you realize the biggest problem with podcasting is doing the mix minus, which is where it always needed a full audio mixing board, which is what this little Motu MK4 does. It not only allows you to do the mix minus, but once you give a registry hack, once you change the registry setting, rather than just giving you the channel one and two, which it's all your system sounds and all that. And rather than just throwing out the 24 channels to software that can see them, which is just your big audio recording software, things like Skype and that can't see it. Once you do a little registry hack, you now have full control over all of those channels, which means you can route things all sorts of different ways. So if you thought it was tough to set up one mix minus on the device, well, every time you add a new Skype, you have to add another output that's giving the call everything except that one so, I mean, it gets a little see, confusing, see, but see what works. happens when I step away for a moment when you're on the roll is you start telling people to hack their registry with it. Well, it's not a hack. It was a one, one command that you could put into the registry, one extra setting that unlocks this stuff. The only problem with it is when you plug the device in windows, like stutters for about 30 seconds as it adds like 60 different channel pairs to the, uh, to your audio control. But with that said, uh, it's been rock solid used it for the pre-show yesterday using it right now it seems i got some blue screens originally after the registry hack because it turns out then you have to go it in turns to, out that my, maybe microsoft had a clue how to keep your system running and no, you going in and no oh, no 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 well the registry isn't really as much a hack as the guy that posted it got it from motu so basically what the registry hack does yeah. rather than just letting you see the stereo output and 1 through 24, which something like Adobe Audition could see those 24 tracks, Skype can't see those 24 tracks. So if you had two or three Skypes open, they would all have to go to the same channel, which would kind of not give me what I wanted to do. Once those get split up, you have way more control, and it, it's solid, except, like I said, I got blue screens only because this wasn't the way the Motu was originally set up, and I changed from 48 thousand of sampling rate to 44.1 and not all of the pairs reset themselves to 44.1 when i set all the pairs to 44.1 not one problem since and i think it sounds pretty damn good i mean i hope it sounds good on the stream and i think people can tell the difference i mean you've got a nice noise gate so things are nice and silent you've got a little bit of compression added which we normally just do in the post and uh, so your level should be much better your eq we, I mean, really, we are accentuating the velvety voice of Sir Bemrose, and I think the live folks are going to appreciate Wait. that. 
I, I've never brought that voice out. Which, which who are you listening to? <laughs> I listen to you. It's great. It's I just see when you talk now. I, I just hear Larry's voice. voice. I I. <laughs> Oh, so so what you're saying is you're deep faking me. You're taking everything I say and auto translating it into Larry's voice. Wouldn't that be great? If That's they were, actually if, a pretty good idea. If that technology existed, that could instantly it, just it does. Did you hear that that John brought the clips on No Agenda yesterday? <laughs> that was horrible. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, the audience, it sounded exactly uh, like them. See, the thing I worry about stories I mean, like if that. They were well, drunk and in a blender. But yeah. The stories like that are going to make people think that deep fakes are going to be easily spotted. And I don't think that's the case for people that are really trying to. No, uh, no, we're we're six to eight months from that technology, not having these glitches anymore, which is why we need to laugh at it now. Fletcher says we're only missing train and nature sounds. I can add that. I've got so many channels. I could just run your nature sounds, Fletcher. I can pull that in and then I can pull some nature sounds from somewhere else. That was Wouldn't the, he have to give you permission to the live stream from, of his nature sounds? I think so. Because what I can do, I mean, you can route so many different things. It was really weird having, I think it was like three browser windows open, different browsers playing different YouTube videos and seeing them all on individual channels. And for a while, I was running the No Agenda stream on one and Hog Story on the other and Rhinos on the other. And, you know, kind of stress testing this thing just to make sure it wasn't going to completely crash and burn it and, you know again knock on some wood here that uh it sounds uh, like stress testing your ears trust me i've tried to listen to multiple podcasts at once it never works out the way you hope well no and that's the, the i think the biggest downfall is in the audio chain here is zencaster because i do hear you uh you know clicking a little bit which i may end up refreshing the uh no not like that's that's not clicking oh, i'm sorry Oh. That's just that's just disturbing mouth noises, and uh, and nobody wants that. So, you know, that is the state of where we are now with the audio. So hopefully, listening to this episode, whether you're live or whether you're listening to the recording, you notice perhaps an improvement with the recording, maybe less so because we're always doing some processing, but this should help us do less processing after the after the fact, and this should give the the online stream the best possible audio quality and gives us the opportunity to look forward to adding something like a live call-in segment even you know something that could be fun to do even when not even doing a show just on the stream taking calls having fun so it's an audio device that i wouldn't recommend for the light of heart because it takes some setting up and wouldn't take it for the light of uh, light of dollars because it's not a cheap device. I think it was like 600 bucks. So, uh, you know, hey, if you like what you're hearing, grumpyoldbeds.com slash donate. So to summarize, for those of you who, like me, may have fallen asleep during that really, really long native ad, Darren got a new toy and is very excited about it. I got a new toy. I'm excited about it. And Zencaster is popping your voices. So I am going to refresh this browser. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm refreshing the browser. The nice thing, though, about Zen, Zencaster screwing with my mojo. Yeah, it's at least you're back now. This is actually pretty quick. And the nice thing about this, since we're not recording in Zencaster, is refreshing. It is is that those pops are going to be in the permanent well, recording because that's you're not also getting a recording from my side. Yeah, yeah, and it's popping a little bit again. But see, this is where doing audio out of a browser is not recommended. So that's why we're going to be trying Mumble 
or if not that, then Skype, then, uh, I mean, if you're not doing it live, if you're not doing it live, then I'm sure Zencaster is good. And I think the, uh, the other one we tested out would Squadcast or whatever it was would be okay. But even with this massive audio device, the browser-based stuff seems to crap all over itself. If you're trying to then take that and push it off live somewhere, I don't know why. It's probably just a limitation in it. But, you know, hey, we're trying to tell people what to do to get the best possible sound in their podcast. And uh, sometimes it's stick the microphone out the window and get some nature songs, get some uh, train sounds and all of that. And uh, sometimes the technology isn't perfect. But overall, I think you're... uh, I think you're sounding pretty good. I mean, your sounding as good as you possibly can. You definitely sound better than your brother. His headsets do not have the same quality as your microphone does. There's no question. No, I, you you pulled my voice for the cold opener on the Larry show. Uh, the, I'm sorry, on the grumpy old bins where Larry was uh, gassed. And I realized that the headset that I was using really did not sound very good i was i'm like i could not have done a whole episode like that no it you know the funny thing is that um yeah, oh so when when we left i was ready to you know i was packing the the headset and the microphone and i thought you know this will be good enough and besides darren's a whiz he can clean everything up in post and you know make me sound like larry which you did because it sounded like your co-host was larry that whole episode it was fun, but, was- <laughs> but I was all ready to do a show from Hawaii. And then, and then you start talking about, and, and on the last episode before I left, you, you mentioned at least four times the, you know, how excited you were to do a show without me, which actually <laughs> I should take as, as an ominous sign, but, but I'm going to go ahead and ignore it for now. Well, see, and I then thought that was like, the yeah, public I'm really show. Looking- I'm really looking forward to doing one with your brother. I'd lo- I really want to do it with somebody. And then, and then I go, and the next thing I see is you're saying, yeah, we're, we've actually replaced you as a permanent co-host <laughs> with Larry. I'm like, okay, so you were so desperate to get rid of me that, you know what, I'm just going to, fine, you, maybe you can get it out of your system. Go do your co-host shows. I know you don't really like me, and that's okay, because nobody does. We had to send but, you to Hawaii, and that's not entirely true. And then... Um, and then by the time I'd been in Hawaii for a week and it was time to record the show again, I was so relaxed and in my permanent alcoholic stupor that I didn't really care if you did the show or not. So I just had to sit there in the troll room and, and bask. Well, it was too early for you, which is why you said you didn't want to record because we could have pushed it, but then you're not at your regular time. And you made the executive decision that you didn't want to record the show and we figured we it's had not an executive decision. That's a default state. See, we had the ability to to bring somebody else in, and we always enjoyed listening to Larry. We knew he would have a lot to say on the hate speech. The I actually hate crime. really did love that episode. That was really good. And I, I think there he, were times when I really wanted to come in and interrupt both of you and interject with it. But actually, but I, it's probably best that I didn't. Sir Candidavian says, "Don't worry, you're not George." <laughs> I guess that means uh, that's a reference to the fact that George hasn't been seen anywhere on the No Agenda stream for for a few weeks now, and uh, well, I, he's, I miss yeah, I he's, miss Void he's, Zero. I'm, I'm sure he I I miss him too. I'm sure he's been seen on his YouTube channel where he continues to make his millions selling Japanese books. So I can't feel too bad for him. 
But no. yeah, miss him a little. Yeah, that's where the that's where the money comes in, and you, you can't you can't beat that. We need. I still think George and your wife should do an episode because that was some of the. I mean, that is we should probably put that up somewhere. There was content in the one conversation we recorded that I just wasn't comfortable with putting up on Grumpy Old Ben's. That should be somewhere because it was that entertaining. So, and you couldn't release it as a random thoughts. <laughs> hey, no, trust I have, me, it was random. That is. I uh, know I have some standards, but uh, they're going down. But really, we're, we're we're working on that. Yeah, I mean, the more I really, I'm thinking about that now that you say when I do long rants here, I'm really doing a random thoughts. I should, if I do a, a rant long enough, I should just kind of cut it out of this show and then put it <laughs> over on random thoughts and be like, "There's my episode. How you doing?" Uh, and uh, yeah, and then you you miss the one spot where I interjected something obnoxious. Everybody who's listening to you is like, "Who the hell was that?" Yeah, who is that guy? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing a solo show. Larry said, so lamento, do a solo show. Now Larry's all like, well, we're going to start doing yeah, an interview and, and every now, month. Now I got to get yeah. interviews. And and now Larry up. does a regular podcast called Grumpy Old Ben's with you when I'm not invited. <laughs> you're always invited. Sometimes you're just inebriated and in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, that was nice. I mean, if I, I was in Hawaii, I wouldn't want to talk to you. So I just kind of figured that if you were in Hawaii relaxing and having fun the last thing you would want to do i mean you complain about a 9 a.m seattle time start this would have been a, what a 7 a.m hawaiian time yes that's early for a start but i mean you're in chicago and you don't want to talk to me so that's true and we're supposed to be getting some nice weather tonight i mean if we're finally allegedly maybe getting the first snow we haven't had anything like you've had in seattle yet so we're waiting for that we'll see how that we'll see how that tracks out a little ice never hurt anybody except well, those in, 60 car pilots in, in fairness it actually started raining last night which means we're returning to normal and uh i mean that it froze again so all of the snow on the road turned to slush and then turned to ice which made today really interesting but i think we're finally returning to normal weather which means that i'm gonna have to find something else to complain about did Do you not worry i have a list did you have anything that you wanted to add to that hate speech or the hate uh, topic I mean, I think oh, absolutely. Kinda, really? Okay. What did we miss or what did we get wrong? I mean, it was only oh, no, fair. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait until it's, uh, you know, embarrassing or, or annoying. Yeah. You're I mean, asking me right now. I can't, like, I can't just spew my interjections while you're asking. I have to wait until you have a point to make and then interrupt. I mean, are any good, are there any Bemlet stories you want to tell? I mean, he did tell some stories. I, I, did you want to, uh, no, no rebuttal or anything there? Okay. There, there is. <laughs> There is, there is one thing I no no well not for me I'm you know what it, it stands on its own it's wrong uh <laughs> my favorite thing about the the Bamlet show was I knew that if I joined the chat room the troll room when you guys were playing that that I would immediately be dragged in as part of the show in fact you know the one time I did about an hour and a half in um you immediately said so I noticed Sir Pemrose is in the chat room now like, what do you think and I'm like I'm not on this show. <laughs> fuck off you're always at the I'm relaxing show. fucking drunk go away but um the the one thing that i did and you did pick up on this to say yes i am listening was uh when you had set the stream metadata to grumpy old ben's live experience and i went and just changed one word yeah well, only changed two letters yeah i changed it to the Dr grumpy old ben's lies experience <laughs> Because that's what it was. I mean, every everything my brother says about me, whether it's good or bad, is probably wrong. Well, I don't know if everything, but I, I did enjoy. I just asserted hearing, that. 
He was the first one, and I saw this on Drudge yesterday, I think. He was the one that told me about this new uh, NBC streaming service coming out called Peacock. I mean, one, is that not the worst name for a streaming service you've ever heard? It is not the worst name for a streaming service, but it is down there. And it is the pricing was announced. I mean, they could call it like the NBC butt sex service or something. It could be worse. Well, nobody's doing that yet. So, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I don't know. no, not not until they start hearing it. The free version. I mean, let me put it this way: the ad version, not the free version. The ad version. So if you so if you want to sign up and watch their content and still get hammered by ads, that's going to be four ninety nine a month. If you want to watch the content without ads, nine ninety nine. I'm really getting tired. Or of these. if you want to watch the content without ads and without paying for it piracy go go yeah go read listen to our piracy episode yeah easy tv or pirate bay or wherever you'd like to get your quality episodes i think most of them are still on usenet which i think is great because usenet has existed long before the World Wide web it's still a bastion maybe a little bit less but i don't think anybody has ever been nailed for posting stuff on usenet I think the uh, the people in charge at all of these companies who go after piracy either are totally unaware of what it is, don't understand it, don't know how they would they, go after it. They probably think uh, it, this is still around. It's like it still Wait. exists. It does. But some of the old technology still works. There's no doubt about it. Some of the new technology, I mean, I guess is... A problem i didn't realize there was one of these things now with coinbase and where we have our bitcoin thing uh adam curry was talking about it in no agenda yesterday with these services that are all tied into all these different banks and if you go back and listen to what we talked about in the in the privacy episode or in the otg episode the world is changing so damn fast that you can have an account that is perfectly fine and a company gets acquired or that company decides to get into bed with another company, you know, for your convenience or to have some new service added to it. And the next thing you know, you know, your data is pretty much out there for the world to see. I, I really I think the only answer is stay off the Internet. I, I, I think that you are finally starting to come around to the Bemrose way of looking at things. Fuck JavaScript, fuck creating accounts everywhere. Fuck any websites that require that you, you know, click here or or identify stop signs in order to use the web. I just let give me the web from 1997 with its marquee tags and its blink tags and shit <laughs> gifs animated. And you know what? That's all the technology I need because you know what? Those fucking animated gifs. Yes, gif g g g. Um, they never hacked me. Yeah, the blink tag and the 8-bit MIDI music. I miss that. Oh, yes. Oh, man, MIDI. Oh, and and when you didn't have the sound card and it played on your PC speaker. That, <laughs> I mean, that was the kind of thing that you can pipe into your Motu. Yeah, you could. That would be great, man. That would be high-quality sound. It does have MIDI in and out, which I haven't gotten. Uh, I mean, that's something I think Void has one, and I know uh, the Podfather has one, the MIDI controller that you can uh you know your most used sound effects and that kind of thing 
you can put onto a MIDI controller, so you just have to pop a button to get it to play. This thing, I mean, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, one, you can, your iPad or any tablet you got, doesn't have to be the Apple, your Android tablet, you can get into the mixing part of the software while you're live and make uh, adjustments on the fly using the touchscreen. It does everything you absolutely wanted it to do. And you can pull in, I mean, mix, I asked Void because uh, Curry uses M Airlist and that's what Void Zero is using as well. And I'm like, oh, because I, I thought George had an extra license. Void's using them both, one on his laptop, one on the desktop. And I'm like, okay, what would your recommendation be between M Airlist and Mix, the software that I've been using to do the pre-shows for the No Agenda stream? It's what we're using right now to take our conversation and put it onto the stream. And he said, well, you know, if what if I would have learned Mix first before M Airlist, I would have just I would choose that. So I'm like, okay, that's better. I don't have to pay for software. It's another case of open source software just plain working. And I need to do a video. I need to do a whole write-up on how to put all this stuff together. Because once you do it, it's pretty damn awesome. And getting it to this point is very hard. Okay, I'm I'm back. I Sorry, I stepped away. Wait, are, did you just drop back into your freaking new device? Yes, it's awesome. I'm excited. I, I'm jitty. It's a you, device. You, you know that normal normal guys, when they go through their midlife crisis, they go and have an affair or buy a sports car or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to buy the sports car. I don't know. I'd probably wreck it, though. Vision being as it is, I don't that might be dangerous. But, uh, you know, why? Why have an affair when you can buy audio gear? Ah, uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> hey, I've been married a long time. It was the anniversary of our first date, actually, on Tuesday. Uh, 32 years. So uh, things are adding up. I'm old. There's no doubt about you- it. You. You have still been married for more than twice as long as I have. Yeah, that I had really to get, is Dame I Pembrose. had to get my sleeping around in in my 20s. <laughs> you mean you just slept in different places, not with different women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that many women would be interested in me. <laughs> I, I just wanted to sleep in different I slept around. No, I mean, one day I would sleep over here. One day I'd sleep over there. But uh, yeah, I was like, you know, okay, tonight I'm going to try the couch for just a change. Uh, you didn't have anyone to kick me to the couch it just was like oh let's try it sometimes you just got drunk and passed out on the couch like fletcher did the floor bathroom floor the last time i did that the last time i passed out on a couch drunk was recording episode number 21 of my alt this podcast way back when in sir candidavian yes next uh, not next month april the big five oh Maybe we should do a meetup. Wouldn't that be great? I, should I do a meetup for my 50th birthday? Invite Adam and maybe everyone could just come bring me gifts. That would be great. Audio gear preferred. Yes. And and go ahead and watch Darren's YouTube channel to see the specs on whatever device he's drooling over. Those are the ones you need to bring. Right. Right. We have. Well, see, if, I, if I'm doing YouTube videos, then I already have the gear. So then, although, I mean, really, you could daisy don't, chain don't these Don't you bitches. have to return it? <laughs> no. After the review? No. That's not how this stuff has ever worked, which is why everybody got so upset. Um, so, yeah, these uh, a lot of the stuff now, it's all just paid for. You know, it's, uh, you know, these Motus, you can daisy chain them. That'd be awesome. And I could still use my old processing oh my if I wanted to, but I'm not right now. I'm just going and through how, the Motu. How many how many Motus do you have to daisy chain before they gain sentience and, <laughs> and go all Skynet on you? You can do lots in the one that the AVB version, which. I didn't buy because I don't have a current Mac, 
but I, I wasn't even sure this how this technology works but with the the new macintosh laptop desktop whatever you can connect the sound card over ethernet i thought that was a little bizarre something i don't see coming to windows anytime soon though i think they're a little uh a little behind the times when it comes to audio but if this is finally an audio device that i can have that audio just doesn't crap out all the time and doesn't sound like crap on windows i'll be happy and i'll stop gushing but uh it's nice and i don't even want to say this but uh for for fat fear that it may you know curse the rest of the show but uh, i was used to the other ones always waiting for it to crash and burn or to disconnect the stream or do you know one of these things where audio would go big bad computer confused and this i don't feel like that's going to happen this just plain works and if that you know is a bad thing then well it's a bad thing but i like it it works well for the benefit of the show and and also for my ability to take frequent bathroom breaks i hope that you never stop gushing about this <laughs> and yes digi guru we're not really saying we want to get daisy chained in chicago i'm not sure i, I should look that up i guess on uh yeah i i, I know <laughs> maybe maybe i should look that up but it ain't gonna happen uh, yeah let me. no i i fell for that one back you know back in the day uh, yeah just anybody who remembers the lemon party that eventually you learn to just stop clicking maybe maybe not some people never learn that's the beauty yeah. of the whole uh the, the, the or or you know going to it back when most of the internet was text and and this whole image thing was brand new and and so getting images you know and then you'd have random surprise goatsy appearing on places just because people wanted to do that and i'm like nope nope this image stuff is not going to take I, I don't want an internet with pictures screw that you're all text yeah yeah irc forever well for communicating that seems to work it it adds to the fun it really does even the the other day mountain jay got their art chosen on the no agenda show for the album art and adam misgendered and i didn't realize i mean i just you know you hear mountain okay that doesn't really say anything jay you figure it's a guy's name it's also a bird in this case a female nobody knew that's the beauty of irc that's the beauty of text-based communication you don't know if you're talking to a male or female you don't know what ethnicity you don't know well, where they're from the, the beauty is not just that you don't know the real beauty and this is the thing that that your social justice types will never quite get is that you don't care right it's not important this important? is uh, it's not important you're gonna drop my t's i gotta be i gotta be sjw the the configuration of your genitals does not actually impact directly whether or not you're capable of making a, a valid point in text and so knowing whether somebody is male or female is not important on the internet and and i actually kind of like that you know no it, the the new yorker article that was really popular back in the day was it was a comic that had uh you know the the punchline was on the internet nobody knows you're a dog and <laughs> it it drives completely nuts the the people who think that uh, what you say is unimportant and the only thing that matters is is who you are and how many minority groups you can be in those are the kind of people who desperately need everybody to communicate via youtube video 
so that you can see what they look like and even from the thumbnail go ahead and prejudge them and decide whether or not what they say has anything to do just by the color of their skin and whether or not they you know have uh long hair or short and how many piercings and they, all of those things are far more important to determining whether or not what you say has any meaning if you're a shallow idiot who thinks that identity is more important than content well yeah and whether or not you're going to be deplatformed which as we talked about in the hate show with larry i don't think anybody should have extra protection under the law this concept that the same crime should have more severe punishments attached to it if you throw the word hate in front of it i just don't think you're committing violent crimes against people you like and as i pointed out in well you're just doing it wrong then i guess as i pointed out in the most recent random thoughts there was the guy in florida that actually assaulted a senior citizen by slapping the hat off of his head and spitting on him that got 90 days in prison as opposed to the guy in iowa who stole and burned an lgbtq flag just a piece of cloth did not violate any person's rights did not uh, assault anybody did not punch anybody but simply burned a piece of cloth got 15 years in prison because this was the first time i'd ever heard this and as i talked about with larry hate arson so this wasn't an arson crime this was now hate arson and we can put this in front of every possible crime and jack yeah. up the penalties i don't get it i i i, I was convicted once in my youth of hate jaywalking <laughs> well see right because you're the wrong and, and i i've i've done my share of hate littering too actually that might be a thing you're, i i you're a straight well, white like male. Throwing, i don't know throwing trash at a church or something maybe that's hate littering maybe you're a straight white guy so you're yeah. the the amount of protections for you not there because nobody that's is targeting right. straight white guys right now obviously i think that's been i think we've got established on there uh yes. it, it, existing well white is actually a proof that you're racist these days so I, I i'm not sure i trust any of what they say no i would agree and th and one of the other things i mentioned on the latest random thoughts and if you're not listening to random thoughts what are you doing it's like this show i'm, I'm talking to you on grumpy old Benz. that's why i'm not listening to random thoughts right now it's like this show without ryan bemrose but i talked about the the latest thing which is a tech topic so i wanted to kind of talk about it here maybe a little bit more in depth which is the TikTok issue which i mean already we know that every device we have is spying on us but it seems now that we're, we're hearing more and more about software that has hit the mainstream that seems to be nothing more than a uh, you know an absolute spy device with tiktok i mean i don't know i've never used it but from what i can what i can tell from seeing people use it on the internet or repost the stuff to you know like facebag or twitter is it seems like it's just another little video clip app except it's of chinese origin and all of your data now belong to them how do we keep this kind of stuff from infringing upon everybody when we know at this point you can't trust 
the Play Store. You can't trust the uh, iTunes Store. You really can't trust any of these places to to I, I keep the like bad we, stuff out. I feel like we covered this back in like episode six. I know, uh, but it's getting the, worse. Because the, the, I mean, the the advice, and I think this is official advice from both of the grumpy old Bens, is stop installing apps. Yeah, and make uh, make sure you know what your kids are installing, know what you're using. Uh, and it might be it might be necessary to just reiterate that for. I mean, a lot of people you get, you know, you're like, I know they said not to install an app, but I really, really want to, you know, this flashlight on my phone or, right. I, you know, I'd really love my phone to be able to fart randomly, you know, and then name it Shinetta. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Here's my advice for anybody who feels tempted to constantly install apps on their phone. I need you to clip the next couple seconds out of the podcast and I need you to set it to your ringtone okay are you ready yes stop installing apps you dumbass yeah. this, is, was this about has a been a public service, service <laughs> message from jinx <laughs> buy me a hooker <laughs> and some blow no that's not right that's something that's a to- that's a different show entirely but you're right I mean, people need to be reminded and when i first got into you know the apple ecosystem and then the android ecosystem you go into these play stores and you're kind of like, oh, they're vetted. No, they're not. They are. Yeah. yeah. They, no, they're they're usually on the honor system. See, there's somebody who pays $99 for an Apple developer's license. And then Apple says, oh, well, you know, no, no malware author would ever shell out this kind of money. So they must be legit. And so then, you know, you've got your $99 license and you say, I assert, you, you put a little checkbox, I assert that i have not put any malware into my software and as we know nefarious people never lie so apple can trust them and they drop it in the play store and it's perfect it, it works it works oh yeah that that's never gone i mean to be fair apple seems a little bit better at it than the android folks but still if you don't know the company you shouldn't install the app especially when things like i mean i just don't understand the need I mean, I understand why the companies are putting them out there, but at some point there becomes less need for the third, fourth, fifth, five thousandth little, oh, you could take a video clip and share it with your friends app. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't need an app for it at all. There's, I, I have an app on my phone that, that should be a universal interface for all of these services. And I should only need this one. It's called Firefox. And it, it, there are some websites out there that will say, Oh, we notice you're on mobile browser. Instead of giving you the functionality of the website, we're just going to tell you to install the app. And let me tell you, fuck those sites. I don't need them. They don't need my money. They don't need my service. Did you see the story the other day about Firefox and the fact they were laying off like 70 something people because they weren't bringing in additional revenue streams beyond. I, I did, in fact, see this story you know, beyond their search. It was interesting from two aspects for me. One, I had no idea micro, the uh, Mozilla was trying to do any of this stuff, which means either they have bad marketing or really bad products. And uh, you can chime in on that one. The other was for, for some for some reason, I thought Mozilla was a nonprofit entity. Uh, that was my other thought along the 
lines when I read, and I knew, we talked about this way back when, that when Mozilla first started out, how they start doing the affiliate uh, stuff with, you know, clicks, uh, clicks like Amazon, they were doing the stuff with advertising. I didn't realize the amount of money this was generating for them now, which was northwards of $400 million a year to just simply sell what is going to be the default search engine when the browser is installed or did i read that wrong because that just seems like no that's that's a pretty big business for one piece of software that it's like how much i mean again well, maybe the, the one piece of software that is your gateway to every bit of content you ever get through your phone that's i mean or or your browser or whatever it it, it is it is a simple fact that everybody who browses the web starts from a search engine. And so if you can control that, you can control what they see. You can control what they see. You can control what they think. And if I continue this line of conversation, I'm going to end up in conspiracy territory. Ooh, yes, so please. maybe we should. But okay. Um, yeah, it, it is. Even if you don't ascribe to companies like Google any kind of malice, um, it makes financial sense and and being a corporation google is bound to to try to maximize profit in any way possible whether it's ethical or not that's kind of what corporations are about um it is in google's interest to completely control your experience with the entire internet and they do that by very carefully vetting exactly what sites you can see now there there are mechanisms that if if you want to believe that everybody at Google is uh, altruistic and isn't trying to intentionally screw you, then it's still easy to explain that that these people who have their own particular biases are teaching their algo through machine learning how to you know what this this is a website this is a news site and then they you know they point at msnbc and new york times and washington post and say look these are reliable sources and then they point at breitbart and they say this is fake news and then even if they're completely well-meaning but just retards or or adult because frankly even the smartest people i've ever met tend to be complete idiots when it comes to politics because nobody ever talks about politics. It's not something that we're allowed to talk about in polite company. Everybody's like, no politics at the Thanksgiving table. Well, then in that case, everybody is a complete idiot because nobody has ever had a chance to bounce their ideas off of people. I seem to be sliding back and forth between multiple rants, but basically <laughs> welcome back. Google. <laughs> I need to pull this back a moment. Uh, Google is they need in order to make money they need to control what your eyeballs see so that they can direct it to things they control and so even if you don't think that they are being nefarious or malicious which uh, i think there's plenty of evidence to believe that they are but even if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt it still makes perfect financial sense for them to control everything you see and so yeah it's totally worth what a half a billion dollars whatever that is they're paying firefox for their number one browser competition to also be feeding into everything they own so if if the top two browsers are all feeding people to google then then google is well fed right well yeah because obviously chrome is a google product so the secondary browser being uh, firefox 
I understand. They want all of the bits. They could both be reconfigured, which is interesting. I guess a lot of people either don't understand that or never go and reconfigure their browser to use a different search engine. And if you weren't aware of that fact existing, look in the settings of your browser at some point. Uh, Mozilla, I don't know what else they're really doing as far as products go. I don't know really what's attached to them. I'm kind of ignorant, I guess, of what that company does beyond Firefox. My only question would be, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that some of these... They do, do they do Thunderbird? They are, <laughs> that, that may be one of their products. I don't know. The uh, and Even if it is, my question is, what would a browser, just itself, just the browser itself, because I think a lot of these smaller ones are coded by like one guy or a very small team, what do you really need to pay to keep your browser, to have coders on staff to keep your browser up to date? When they're making well over you know, a half a billion dollars, that seems like that would be a lot of profit for Mozilla. So there are, I mean, as, as you're probably aware, there are dozens of browsers out there, almost all of which are viable and work and uh it you know you you can go out you can get uh you know i use i use pale moon i use waterfox i use firefox i use brave i i don't currently use dissenter but that's because i use the plugin um you, you know but there's there are dozens of browsers out there but the funny thing is there's only well i was gonna say three but there's really only two engines anymore right um, and that is Chromium and uh, is Firefox. Is it Gecko? I believe so. I think they're still using I Gecko. I don't remember if, if or is Gecko the older one? And they, I don't know. They, they completely replaced it. I don't know if that's still the same thing. But anyways, I should do research for this show, but it's not going to happen. But uh, having it, but, those, yeah, the two engines very much make the browsers work alike. So, well, I mean, they kind of have to. And, and in fact, the, the way the web is going now, especially the, you know, the W3C, which has been completely co-opted by Google, that's, that's an interesting story in itself, which, which has to do with uh, somewhere along the line, somebody convinced the W3C to uh, that the method for adopting new web standards should start with what do the web browsers, the web browsers implement. And then they decided that, uh, you know, web browser should be measured by market share and then somewhere along the line chromium got more than 50 percent share which means that the maintainers of the chromium project get to decide what web standards are so web standards these days are actually decided by whatever the chromium browser puts in that's the web standard and if you're making any other browser at all like if you happen to be mozilla and making the gecko engine um your what you have to implement is whatever chromium implemented so yeah you know way, way, way to go good good work <laughs> capturing the entire web um but again i just slid off into another rant what was the question you know, yeah i know you do i'm going to give you a quick refresh here too as the thing was popping a little bit as you heard on the stream the uh the, the thing all just again came down to these browsers the overall cost you don't really need a huge budget at this point because you're taking oh, an engine yes. from somebody else and you're just kind of building your features on top of it right sure yeah that's that's exact like you know i i particularly like things like uh you know waterfox is is done by one person and really the only thing that that one person does is uh he 
takes the Firefox open source engine or source and strips out a lot of the tracking bullshit and then publishes it with a different icon. And that doesn't take that much. <laughs> Which and makes it so a how do you browser. how do you get security patches? Well, the vast majority of security issues are going to be in the JavaScript engine because JavaScript, hey, someday somebody is going to start finally believing that JavaScript is more trouble than it's worth. What do I know? But the JavaScript engine, all you have to do is grab the latest patch from Firefox or from Chromium and say, you know, here, here's here's my my reskinned browser based on this patch. So not a lot of effort to uh, to do that. Obviously, you have to wait for the big browsers to do it. But since they have the most market share, they're the ones who really, really, really need to spend the time to patch all these things. They're the ones who have large you know, armies of developers constantly right. fixing all of the bugs that get reported. And this happened when you were in Hawaii, right? The big meltdown that uh, Firefox actually had a zero day exploit. It was the first one that I remember seeing in firefox in a long time but it made some pretty big news you know the funny thing is um i i didn't patch firefox when i was there and for some reason um i just wasn't really worried about it <laughs> well i mean i guess the question is what was the uh you know what was the hack and it all comes down to being able to access your data that's on your device so it all depends what you use the device for a lot of these are doing, you know, one of two things now. They want to use your CPU cycles to mine some kind of coin, or they want to try stealing your banking information. Either way, you or, don't. Or they to. they want to use your bandwidth to be part of a botnet. Well, that's true. I mean, the bots that, that gotta does live. still happen. Well, yeah, bot bots are people too. Are they? I didn't no. know. I mean, I know that. Uh, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is still really worried about Facebook now. She's and not a person either. I, I believe she could be an animatronic at this point. The way she moves, I mean, if you have, maybe they're better now. I haven't been to Disney World in years, but the animatronics, you know, how they always have those movements that just don't quite seem human. They're there, but they're just herky jerky enough. That is Nancy Pelosi. I'm not convinced she's not an animatronic, but it's interesting I, to me. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking some flavor of zombie, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that you know most zombies will require brains or blood or something i think she functions on alcohol oh that could be that could be i don't know i i'm i'm convinced that you know the the best necromancers in the world all work for the democrat party because they they need to make sure to keep nancy pelosi and and joe biden reanimated at all times in and order bernie. to and bernie to make sure that their their party is still viable and uh, uh ginsburg oh my god i feel so bad for her i think she, she probably wanted to die and they will not let her because they they desperately need to have a democrat in the white house before they will let her finally go and have peace i, I did she's not you know that she's not hearing supreme court cases anymore um at this point it, she's taking i don't space ever and doing nothing. yeah i don't ever ask i don't I don't hope for people to die. That's not right. That's not nice. You know, you, I mean, if you desperately want to, I won't stop you. Um, I'm also not going to cavork in your ass. So stop asking me to, um, but it, it Ginsburg, I don't know what her status is. I don't know if she, I, I honestly, I don't think she probably wants to die because who does not many, but 
she's not doing her job and the way most jobs work is that if you are no longer capable of doing your job then then you get replaced with some by somebody who is and right now it is politically advantageous for the democrats that she continues to not do her job and take up space which is not good for the country which might be another way that the democrat party like the republican party is not good for the country but i i mean just make way for something and, and then of course you know you there's there's always the argument oh but trump already appointed too many justices we can't let him appoint yet another one so we have to keep her artificially animated well yeah but i mean seriously you fucking democrats if, if you didn't want trump to appoint so damn many justices maybe you shouldn't have murdered scalia right before he got elected <laughs> well and uh maybe i liked that guy a fucking libertarian on the supreme court needed that well that's right. what we need more of i mean really we need judges that actually interpret the law by the law and not by putting their own bias into it not to be advocates not to be uh, activists oh my god at this point i'd settle for one who's ever read the fucking constitution that would be helpful what the weirdest thing with ruth bader ginsburg is and not the weirdest but i think it just shows you where we are as a society and as a people they just dropped a funko pop of ruth bader ginsburg so you can now go that's awesome and get your own little ruth bader ginsburg by the way you know the funko factory is like a mile from where i'm sitting no i did not know so you could go and check all these things i didn't either I didn't either because I didn't know what the hell a Funko was until very recently. We need grumpy old Ben's Funkos. Quick, get on that. I'll see what I can do. Just show up at their door. I mean, you're annoying enough. You might get their attention. Like, will you just leave us alone if we yeah. make like a hundred of these? Yeah, that'd be cool. But I yeah. thought I uh, thought that was odd. No, are you kidding? No, if if they made that, it would it would instantly jump to the top. I mean, I'd be like as popular as Baby Yoda. <laughs> I don't, but you can't get baby yoda although my wife pointed out to me that build-a-bear is going to have a baby yoda doll there's plush or whatever you want to call them but i know carolyn blaney canadian cohort of ours that is the co-host of the hog story podcast hogstory.net monday night 7 p.m central went into a disney store recently and they had no baby yoda merch yet what do you is that dropping the ball or what that this becomes like the most popular thing ever and you don't have crap to sell come on disney uh, or what or what i don't know i it's i i have not had any interest in watching any of the new star wars anything um because i i have decided that i am no longer interested in signing up for every goddamn streaming service in existence every single time a new one comes out we're we're getting to the point where everybody who produces content thinks they can create their own streaming service and putting aside the the cost and the fact that you have to create new accounts for everything um most of them can't fucking code so their interfaces are garbage uh their their customer service is almost non-existent and you are lucky if you can ever cancel them it's streaming services i i hate to say this but what we need maybe is is just to have one company come in and take over all the streaming services and just say 
you pay us one bill and we'll give you every streaming service out there. And I may have just reinvented cable. So shoot me, please. <laughs> yeah. Tony Bemrode somewhere is cheering that comment. God, but I, I damn him. I became aware of a service <laughs> this past week that I did not know was out there, which again, I kind of go through these circles and all that, but this one was a little bit under the radar. If you know, a lot of piracy happens on these file sharing sites and there's a whole bunch of different ones that are all a bunch of different names that you go to you know turbo bit or all, whatever the uh you know file factory and there's a bunch of these where you can upload things and then people can then download things and usually there's paid services unless you want to download really slow and just very little they sell these paid services so there's a ton of them out there and what you're suggesting there for the streaming services, I found out these services did exist, that you pay them one fee and they become your window to all of these other download services. So basically, isn't that what a TV is? Well, no, oh, that's I'm something sorry. to watch. Basically, that's something to watch programming on this. I'm talking about piracy files. So rather oh, okay. than you having to buy a premium membership at like all 20 different of these big you know mega all these big file sharing services you pay these people and they basically go and they have their accounts at all of these and they just because when you have one of these premium downloading things i say you have one for file factory well you probably only download it very few times maybe once a week whatever you just have the you know you have the subscription but so what they do is they buy the subscriptions and they act as a man in the middle and you so get it. It sounds like they've reinvented cable TV only yes. uh, a lot cheaper and probably more convenient and easier to use. Yes. So you can download whatever the hell you want. I was just kind of blown away by the fact that even the one, uh, the one download service that I use mainly allegedly for music, which is attached to only one website is uh was on there as well so my bills may be going down and i can download whatever i want allegedly but these uh, kind allegedly. of these kind of things exist in the piracy world because of the fact that nobody wants to pay as we talked about with tony bemrose for peacock and for cbs and for hulu and for disney plus and for netflix and for espn plus and for mlb and for nhl and for all of this that uh i mean i get they're all different companies and the a la carte thing wouldn't be bad. It just comes down to the price and what you get, which I think Disney screwed themselves by having the model where they dropped the whole series at one time because basically what people did, you took your whatever it is. I think it was 30 days. It might be down to a week or two weeks of free trial for Disney Plus. You binge watched the Mandalorian Star Wars uh, series and then went, I'm not interested in anything else. The next season of Mandalorian's like a year away. So I'll like see you in a year, Disney Plus. Well, that's every streaming service has that problem. And if if you are the kind of person who is inclined to do that sort of thing, um, they can't prevent it by dribbling it out one episode a week. As lo uh, the the only way they can prevent it is by dribbling it out one episode a week and making older episodes unavailable because otherwise it's easy enough to wait until they've had their eight week run or 10 week run 
and all of the episodes are there and then do just what you said well i disagree so with it, you only on the fact that if you're into this stuff and it's coming i mean if you're willing to wait to binge watch that's great but if you're like with this star wars stuff if you're really into this stuff to where you're on the message i, I boards, haven't even seen episode seven yet i know i haven't either and i haven't seen any of the mandalorian though i do have it on my hard drive if you're inclined to wanting that but i what might I'm, be what i'm saying is if you're into it having to avoid the whole internet while these things you know episode by episode are coming out i mean they're events for some people so the the fact of the matter is it only works if people are worried about spoilers and they don't have to try to avoid everything to where it's like i need to keep up with this otherwise some bastard on twitter is going to ruin this for me i get that's where well, the there, dribbling there's works a, there's an easy solution to that never go online and and i've given i've given this solution before sir Memorose, off twitter you will lock people in your basement for that for those 12 weeks so. if that's what it takes to get them to stop logging into the horrible bird site then maybe yeah the bemrose, I mean, it seems viable the bemrose bnb i'm liking this idea i i can stage an intervention it'll look a lot like a kidnapping but if that's what it takes to make you stop logging into social media i would do that for you it may be helpful for people to uh have their mental well-being uh but we got off track when i started with nancy pelosi now not pulling any punches now at facebook so this is this is interesting to me if the democrats and nancy does represent the democrats so i know i'm making a big sweeping thing saying the democrats but she is the leader of the democratic party at this point taking some pretty big swings at facebook saying and i know for anybody that's lived in a society that's ruled by capitalism i know this is going to be a shock nancy pelosi says of facebook they're really just interested in making money how do you react to that ryan i mean can you believe a company is just <gasps> interested Gasp. in making money um and it also says to me that nancy pelosi may uh maybe start to go down that that uh, socialism route that is so popular on the left now uh a little bit more than before but i don't well, know why high level politicians are they, they are out of necessity high level politicians have to be chameleons who will always change to reflect whatever they believe their constituents want uh doubly so for any of them running for office and so bragging on facebook is a sign that people are not as in love with that particular social network i don't quite understand why that hasn't transitioned to all of the other ones which are doing exactly the same thing just aren't as big right uh but yeah pelosi is going to do whatever seems politically popular at the time in order to make sure that everybody still loves her do you think nancy pelosi or any politician understands what they are asking for or what they're talking about when they deal with things like facebook thinking that not, not a chance in hell the service should be able to fact check all the posts i mean do they not um, get what that would entail well they're 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 no more addled than you know attorney general bill barr saying that uh you know we have the ability to in you know to put back doors in encryption such that only law enforcement can use it but we just have to convince Silicon Valley to put that in because, uh, you know, the, the real problem isn't that it's not possible. It's that they don't want to. We, the, 
it's the same kind of excuse of as people saying, well, you know, we Silicon Valley could do this thing that's impossible if we just convince them to. Well, and I don't get that. I really don't, because any thinking person would be able to see the flaw in that, which is let's just say you take Fort Knox and we're going to pretend that in this world, Fort Knox is completely impenetrable and you decide you want to add a door to the to the uh, to the structure. Now, that door will take any other security you have through the whole concept and ruin it. If you want to put back doors into things, you're assuming or you're not even more than that. You're stating pretty much with 100 percent certainty that it's never going to be this back door is never going to yeah, be found by hackers it's not just that you're you're trying to put in a, a new feature that completely undermines every security feature you've ever had i mean that's bad enough but the the audacity of people especially people in high level and political positions in law enforcement is it, I, I, whether they believe it or not they are openly stating and even demanding i want you to install a door in fort knox that i can walk through and people that i say can walk through but nobody but is still a wall to everybody that i don't say and doors don't work that way they don't once you cut a hole in that wall anybody can get through that can get to the entrance and then you end up having to to create a a very large you know basically you have to put up a gate with armed guards at that entrance and now you've recreated all of your other security with just yet another point of entry and now it's three times as expensive to maintain because you have to create more staffing and and i don't know where this metaphor went but you're if you create a backdoor in a piece of software it is impossible to guarantee that that will only be used by people you trust and not just because people are people and somebody is going to get in and there will be a lax in security even if your security is perfect what nobody ever thinks about is well yeah but what happens when somebody you trust becomes somebody you don't trust well yeah and that is what happens when governments go bad but let's just say you know let's just look at this at the simplest level because most of this stuff they're talking about when it came to the big stories lately is in a cell phone whether it was not being able to unlock somebody's iphone android phone whatever it is and this is mainly where they're looking for the back doors although this will also go down things like you know skype conversations or any voice over ip that has encryption that oh well no we can, if we have a back door so we can listen my question would be let's just take something simple and let's just look at the iphone and let's say apple decides to cave and put this back door in and that back door is then they, compromised well even even before they're compromised they're going to lose a very very large amount of of dudes named ben as customers yeah well they're going to run if for the hills that, yeah any, anybody who recognizes what this means the kind of people who are listening to this show and so of course you know hello choir but those people would immediately stop using it so fortunately apple realizes this and are not going to put in the back door uh, but, in fact they're going to fight against it but look okay, at so let's just say they did let's just say android then puts in the back door. somebody puts in the back door one of these cell phone operating systems and that back door is then compromised is there ever 
any chance of getting the security back. I mean, I know you could no. re-roll new firmware or anything like that, but um, no, you, no, that's that's one of the characteristics about information and data, which is that you can't ever delete it. You can't remove it. Uh, you can never you can never pour that piss back into the uh, uh, let's not go there. I was going to um, say what, what this sounds like another Bemrose story. Yeah, it, it needs to not be. Um, <laughs> no, you you, <laughs> you you can't unfart that fart. How about that? Yeah, you can't take w- it back. once. Yeah, once it's out there, it's out there. Now, uh, you can, if you, I mean, if you want practical advice, I know that people don't come here for that because my advice is mostly impractical. But if you did, in this theoretical situation, have a phone that got compromised by the government or by, you know, whoever, the the people manufacturing, whatever, um, yeah, your data's gone. You you better just start doing damage control. Um, But, what the one thing that you can do and do have control over is uh you switch operating systems you go to a device that's not compromised and you start making new data you you're not going to get you know, you're not going to get it back you're never you the the NSA keeps backups you're not going to convince them to just delete their stuff uh there there is no right to be forgotten in the US um there is technically an illegal framework in Europe but practically speaking, it's not fucking possible. So stop trying to pretend that data about you can be removed. If it's out there, it's out there. So you're saying the next time your phone crashes and you don't have a backup, you should call the NSA. <laughs> can you uh, can you give me my backup on my phone, man? I'm, I know you guys got it. Uh, I mean, if if your name is is Bush or Clinton or Pelosi, yeah, you probably can, and they'll be able to get it for you. And I would like to say you were incorrect. You're you're the things that you suggest lots here, of people would like to say that the advice that you give i do not think your advice is impractical sometimes the delivery of getting the uh, advice is is maybe impractical but it's it's something to consider when it comes to encryption the other big question becomes not just for dudes named ben but when you start forcing this stuff and there are some governments that have made encryption illegal using encryption in certain countries is a is a pretty big penalty if you're found out and this just means anybody that is against encryption it's a a bigger penalty if you find if you're found out and you weren't using encryption because then you get punished for what you said right so i guess that is the uh that is the catch-22 but it's like anybody that's against encryption is saying you shouldn't be allowed to to keep your data safe that's really the only way yeah. that you can interpret that i i mean the 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 safe route which is the one lots of people do because people in general don't actually seek out confrontation and just want to be living their own lives is you shut up slave and do whatever the government tells you and if you're the kind of person who's into freedom that's a little bit hard of a, a difficult pill to swallow but if you're the kind of person who's into say communism or social justice you might just desperately want some big authoritarian dickhead in a faraway city to try to run every aspect of your life yeah who do, who do, what do i know i don't judge if you if you want to keep your data safe encryption is a very needed technology it's, it's critical it's absolutely important it is the yeah <laughs> there there are two ways to keep your data safe either you encrypt it or you delete it never transfer it anywhere unless it's encrypted well yeah 
that is that is 100 percent the case and that is again with these things they want to get into skype calls other voice over ip calls because you know we have the uh, the uma box which is another one of these things and i mean the, you can get all sort magic jack all these types of things that do your phone calls over the internet they're all encrypted which i mean i know pisses a lot of people off because that used to be the number one way of spying on people was being able to put a tap on their phone line i mean not so much anymore because everybody carries around their own little devices with microphones on them but you know it's it's a big deal when you're going after these like voice over ip or just the encryption in your cell phone which means hey if you are arrested that they believe they should be able to have all the access to everything on your cell phone is uh is a little bit crazy and most people i know we've talked about this on grumpy old bens before we'll go down the rabbit hole of you know ryan i don't have anything to hide i'm not really worried about it until uh until they are worried about it because that's when you're nailed yeah. it's you know, are you are you asserting you have nothing to hide no no i have plenty okay. to hide yes and and yet you talk about it on a podcast right because nobody listens yes it's the beauty if you really it's, want to keep it's your the, data it's the next best thing to deleting your data is to just talk about it on a podcast yes the next thing well really that for most people the next best thing to you know for to keeping a secret is to talk about it on a podcast because nobody's listening and it'll be perfectly safe there most podcasts have three listeners and uh, and, and we'd like to thank our three listeners yeah fletcher and jc jr and digi guru and uh going up the line here blitzed and uh everybody in the troll room right now trolling along having a lot of fun and we do have an executive producer on today's show i do want to also want to call out cold acid who has been spewing a constant uh, stream of consciousness in my feed on no agenda social so it's not just the troll room well cold acid is our executive producer so thank him well thank you thank him for in in that case spew spew away (laughs) this is your show whatever you want yes you are the executive producer. You have control over the vertical and the horizontal. So we thank Cold Acid. We work on the value for value model. Learn from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak of the No Agenda podcast, which is we put these things out there. If you got value from them, you can give us value back. You don't have to. Nobody's forcing you to. This isn't a communist regime yet or a socialist one that could change at any time, though. So be wary of we're, that. We're working on it. <laughs> be wary of that. No doubt about it. But if you want to do so, grumpyoldbens.com, there is a variety. This is a little different since the last time you and I actually spoke, Ryan. Now we have a variety of things on the grumpyoldbens.com website. One is you can do as you always did, hit that little donate button, and that will make a one-time donation or a monthly donation through PayPal. We have it up on Patreon, but we haven't put anything up there, so you could probably ignore the patreon.com slash grumpyoldbens unless you're already in that ecosystem and want to use it you can still do a monthly donation there and, and and special bonus for anybody who happens to find the patreon and donates to it is that we have zero bonus content up there zero but if you do if if you donate then you can feel good that that you've found that, the that you now have access to zero bonus content i mean that may change at some point too although i don't love it, the it idea probably will content. The, yeah the all of the the deleted episodes we may go up there you be, might even find the the georgian dame bemrose episode that could be put up there because that's just something so vile Yikes. that only uh only paying members should be exposed to it but beyond that 
we have our Bitcoin address, so you can send us some Bitcoin on grumpyoldbenz.com. We do have a P.O. box as well, so you can go there if you want to send in cash, checks, money orders, whatever you want. If you have a P.O. box address, you just go to grumpyoldbenz.com. All of these things making it easier for you to donate because we want to make that as easy as possible. And if you want to get in touch with us, we now do have a phone number. I think some people thought I was kidding because nobody's called. And well, there was one call, but no voicemail that 480-4-GRUMPY. If you call that number anytime, day or night. I came this close to calling that number and leaving a voicemail while I was in Hawaii. And then I went, eh, fuck it. And I drank another drink. That sounds like you. That sounds about right. But if you have questions that you want us to cover, yeah, we may play. I mean, we're not hog story. I'm not going down that rabbit hole of playing every voicemail without listening to it first, because as we know, the hog story show almost needs a spinoff at this point of voicemails and a regular show. So we're not going down that rabbit hole. But hey, we will take input that way through the phone. And if it's good, we may play it on an episode. Answer your question. I know DC girl in no agenda social was suggesting that we kind of do a show based upon there was that one car podcast where they would you know get questions and then the hosts would you know either argue about the correct answer or just berate the person for their question and i figured that sounded like it might be right well that that latter sounds like something i can do yeah right in our wheelhouse so i mean if you want to be berated by sir bemrose 480 for grumpy do that and uh that's the way you can get in touch with it. We also have email. I mean, I know that's kind of old school. Darren at grumpyoldbenz.com or Ryan at grumpyoldbenz.com. Or you can almost always get in touch with us, except Ryan's computers have been crashing. Almost always, though, at noagendasocial.com. Go into the IRC room, hook it up on uh, hex chat, MIRC, whatever your IRC client of choice is. That's usually a very good way to hex get our attention. Is good. MIRC is not anymore. That's I know it's a paid thing and it was sold to somebody else, right? Well, it, it yeah, it it really went downhill after it was sold off to some Chinese company. So I hex think chat this isn't is necessarily China's fault, but it definitely went downhill. And hex chat is free, so you can't hex beat chat that. is free and it's amazing. Um, I also use one called Ice Chat, uh, which doesn't get as many updates, but does the job. And that's what's important. If, doing the job and and if you want to get into the troll room you don't even have to install an irc client because you can use if you really want you can use the web-based one at uh noagendastream.com and then you can interact with us something everybody is dying to do but thanks again cold acid we appreciate the support on the show and we've had a lot of it over the last year we're going to be coming up but almost it's almost hard to believe we're going to be coming up on one year of grumpy old Ben's it's fast approaching. We're going to need to do something to celebrate that. I believe, but cold acid is recommending KV IRC KV IRC. There's a lot of IRC out. programs and most of yes. them are free. I wrote one once you once. Well, where is it? Where is the Bemrose IRC client? This could be your exit strategy. <laughs> it, it was shitty. So I <laughs> stopped using it. So, wait, so you did something that wasn't great and perfect. Well, no, it was perfect for my needs at the time. Then my needs changed, obviously. Obviously. Uh, so if your needs are different than Sir Ryan Bemrose's, your mileage may vary. Anything else? Any last thoughts here before we wrap this one up? Uh, well, I could uh, I could totally blast Tony. Um, there, 
there was a a toot from uh, Random Damon on No Agenda Social that I I actually copied out. It's in my notes because I thought that uh, well, really I was I was using it for some point where you tried to elevate my brother over me in terms of opinion, but um, <laughs> now you you know you haven't done that enough. So I guess um, it says. Uh, I automatically have dismissed everything your brother said based on the fact that he works sales for a cable company. I consider that below used car salesman. Also, he doesn't like coffee, so strike two. And I bet you you have a strike three. I I do, but um, you know, frankly, I need to save this for if he retorts. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. As I said, I enjoyed talking to Tony. I le- actually learned a lot about the you know the cable industry and and some of that stuff but i don't believe he brought the I, firepower that he was promising in the I, ryan I is wrong the, episode i enjoyed it but yeah with a title like ryan is wrong and with the i i mean i thought you were going to talk about my favorite subject the whole time and instead you guys just talked about cable most of it so, you so thought we we're going to talk about you yeah that, that that's my favorite <laughs> subject now everybody knows how to get their voicemails played. Just stroke Ryan's ego, and he will make sure that it's played on the very next Grumpy Old Ben's, which will be episode number 47 next Friday. Topic unknown. So if you have if you have any ideas for a topic, we're running out of a man. I'm still trying to figure out what the topic of this show was. Um, there was a lot of good topics on this show. One, Ryan is back. One, Ryan was right. Tony was wrong. We talked about politics. We talked about Nancy Pelosi. We talked about my new audio gear for like 95% of the show. Yes, that was that was most of the show. And the, Darren has a new toy. Yeah. Yes, that's the that's the topic. Darren's midlife crisis. And the system hasn't crashed yet. And the only thing wrong is your audio is uh, clicking yes. every now and then. But we are going to be testing different services uh, I, that aren't yeah. browser based. As soon as I can soon as i get off my butt and order some new hardware which costs money so donate <laughs> yeah two different computer systems crash up that might make me think when you put that thing out saying people should hack your computer in order to get your your favorite operating system well maybe maybe they got in hey, well I, I you know i put that out there in all good clean fun and and i thought that you guys were going to go after my software i'm just telling you that taking out <laughs> my hardware that's fucking low that is absolutely Absolutely mean. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where I'm getting the snowblower warmed up. And from America's left coast, where the snow is melting, and you know, I never even talked about the snowblower. Rose.